welcome along to the Property Academy podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about how to calculate the size of your wealth gap. Now, one of the central premises of our book, Wealth Plan, is this idea of the wealth gap. And this has been one of the things that Andrew's been talking about in his speech as part of the book tour, which we've been on this week. Yeah, it's been good fun meeting everyone. Yep, so far we've done Christchurch and Queenstown, and next week we're coming to Auckland, Havelock North, and Wellington. And also, as part of the release of this book, we've released our special in-house software, My Wealth Plan, to help you run the numbers. And this has been something you guys have been asking us for for a long time. So what I'm going to do is the link's going to be in the show notes, but we're going to talk about how to calculate the size of your wealth gap. But before we do that, Andrew, what is a wealth gap? Well, we talked about this concept on the podcast about a month ago in episode 1129. So basically, everyone's got a financial goal for the future. Even if you haven't written it down, in the back of your mind, you know where you want to be in the future, how much money you want to have, or or how much money you want to have per year to spend in retirement, for example. But if you think about how much money you're going to need versus how much money you're on track to have, most people aren't on track. Probably 99% of the people that we see are not on track to actually achieve that goal. So you need to have more money to be able to get to that goal. Therefore, you've got a wealth gap. And one thing that's really important to recognise is this is not a woo-woo concept. I don't really, or we don't do (laughs) woo-woo. And the reason I say it's not woo-woo is this is actually based on math. You can calculate it. And I remember we talked on that episode about semi your spreadsheets, and a couple of people actually did. It was great to get those I've had a look at. So number one, it's not a woo-woo concept because it's based on math. But the second reason this is not a woo-woo concept is that it has real-world implications. Because if you don't close your wealth gap, if you don't build enough wealth for whatever future you want, you aren't going to be able to live that lifestyle you wanted. So if you wanted to go out for dinner twice a week in retirement, might not happen if you don't close your wealth gap. If you want to go on holiday overseas once a year, That might not be feasible. You might not have the money to do that unless you close your wealth gap and build some assets. And if you want to upgrade your car or be able to afford private health care because public health care is pretty slow and as we age, that might be something we really care about. Might not happen if we don't close our wealth gaps. Now, that sounds harsh, but it's true. So how do you figure out the size of your wealth gap? Go to opuspartners.co.nz slash book and there's a link in there to all of the resources we talk about in Wealth Plan. Now, the most important link in there is the public version of My Wealth Plan, which is our software. Now, we've got My Wealth Plan in front of us, so we're going to walk you through an example. So firstly, you need to choose your property investment strategy. So there's two main strategies for income at retirement. The first is the nest egg, where you're going to build up your assets and then you're going to spend them until you die. Then there's the golden goose, which is the permanent passive income, where you transition your assets into high-yielding investment properties, and then you live off that income forever. Okay, so which one are we going to go for in this example? Are we going to go for the nest egg or the golden goose? We're going to go with the golden goose, everybody's favourite. Okay, what's step number two? Then you need to decide the type of lifestyle you want to have in retirement. So there are four options here. Option number one, you could just pick a number. So you could choose what you currently earn per year or what you're spending per year, or you could just round it off. So a lot of people choose $100,000 a year after tax. Option number two, you could use the Massey University's retirement expenditure guidelines. So no frills lifestyle is $650 to $930 a week, depending on where you live or if you're a couple or an individual. Or you could choose the choices one, which is $1,100 a week, 
to $1,600 a week, depending on where you live and if you're a couple. Option number three, you could calculate the cost of your current lifestyle. And we've got to calculate that. How does you figure that out if producer David reminds me to put that in there as well? And option number four, you can just get out a spreadsheet and do a budget. Figure out what it's costing you to live at the moment. And you might want to think about things like KiwiSaver and your mortgage, which obviously you might not be contributing to at retirement. And so what are we going to go for in this example, Andrew? Let's go with $75,000 a year. And we're going to do that after tax, which is about what you'd need if you were a couple living in one of the major cities, wanting the choices lifestyle if we go from the Massey University guidelines. And what are we going to say these guys want the passive income by, Andrew? 15 years. Great. So we've set a goal. We've said when we want that amount of income by. Now we get to what used to be the really hard part, which is figuring out what you are currently on track for. And the reason this used to be the hard part is it takes a lot of number crunching. You've got to calculate what your assets are worth today, and then you've got to project them into the future. You've got to adjust them for inflation. And typically, you need to be an Excel nerd. Now, some of you guys are because you've sent me your spreadsheets, but not everybody who listens to the show is like that. So that's why we've released this. So let's say that this is a couple, and we're going to say, it's Mike and Sarah. Now, Mike might have his KiwiSaver, for instance, and let's say that he's 50 years old now, and by the time he retires, he's going to be 65, and he's actually going to have access for that. Now, what would a typical KiwiSaver be in today's market, Andrew? Let's say $70,000. Cool. And what might Mike earn? Let's say he earns $90,000 a year. Cool. And we're going to say he's putting away 3%, and so is his employer, and we're going to put them into a growth fund. And then let's add Sarah's KiwiSaver as well, because she's going to have one. What do you think Sarah's KiwiSaver is going to be? So let's say that Sarah is on $100,000. Yep, that's her salary. Yep. And her current balance for KiwiSaver is $75,000. Cool. And let's say that she is also in a growth fund. And then for a typical investor who you'd meet who listens to the show, Andrew, what other sort of investments might they typically have? Let's say that they've got a shares account. That's a very common one post-COVID lockdown. Let's say that they've got $30,000 in there and they contribute 100 bucks a week to that. Cool, so they're great savers. But Mike's very, very good on shares and gets a 10% return. Oh, okay. <laughs> You like that? I do. Let's pop that on there. Okay, and typically, would anybody have anything else? Let's put in superannuation, the government super. Now, Sarah's five years older than Mike in this situation, so we're only going to rely on the single person's KiwiSaver because we can't rely on his. Okay, so the reason you might do that is, let's say Sarah is 50, Mike's 45. By the time these guys want their passive income, it's when Sarah's 65, Mike's going to be 60. So only she is going to get the superannuation. But one thing we've got to think about then, Andrew, is that if we want this passive income to start, when Sarah's 65, Mike's 60, that KiwiSaver that he's got won't be available. Hers ah. will be, because she's 65, his won't. So let's okay, take so his let's KiwiSaver out. Yep, so let's take his KiwiSaver out. Cool. So what is their wealth gap? Now, remember we had a goal of 75000 a year after tax per year. Now, they're on track at the moment to spend about 37500 so roughly half, which means they have a wealth gap. Now, their wealth gap in this case, so the amount of assets they need to acquire between now and when this kicks in in 15 years' time, is $1.37 So they need to save... 91000 a year. 
So to put that in perspective, that would mean that Mike would have to basically save his whole income in order to be able to do this. And not only that, he'd have to defraud the IRD and not pay any tax on that. <laughs> Matt Harris might have something to say about that. Now, it's important to recognise that these numbers, again, have meaning behind them. What happens if they don't build that extra 1.37 mil in today's dollars, by the way? That's going to be higher after we factor in inflation in terms of nominal dollars. Well, that's going to mean that they're going to live on half the income that they otherwise would have wanted to at that specific age. So it's really important that if they're serious about achieving that goal or living that lifestyle, that they do build up their assets. Now, how might you do that? Well, here's the thing. How do you close your wealth gap? You need more assets. Now, of course, here on this podcast and at Opus Partners, we do focus on property, but you don't need to invest in property. You've just got to invest in something. That could be shares. That could be saving your 91 grand a year. It could be bonds. But because of leverage, the ability to buy a property by borrowing the deposit against your own home, that's the way that a lot of investors will naturally go for. But Andrew, what I want to know is how could people listening at home or how should people listening at home use this tool? Well, I think the first thing is actually seeing whether or not you've got a wealth gap. And if you do have, what amount is it? Because that's quite a useful point of information. Like, where, how am I tracking actually at the moment? And is it going to end up with where I want to be? And then probably, you know, going deeper than that, playing around to see what your wealth gap would be in different scenarios. So if I worked a little bit longer, if I saved a little bit more, if I did rely on the superannuation, all of these kind of things to kind of figure out, well, how much of a meaningful impact can I make myself just by making simple changes? And one thing that I do want to point out is I've done what our compliance people probably didn't want us to do, which is we've left a lot of this open. So let me give you a really good example. If Mike and Sarah were using this tool, they would have to tell themselves, oh, look, if we're going to retire by the time Sarah's 65 and Mike's 60, actually, I shouldn't put my KiwiSaver in there because I'm not going to have it available. Oh, I can't put superannuation in for two people because it's only going to be available for the one of us. Rather than making this tool so hard to use and making you put in a lot more information about yourself so we can force you to do things, we've left it really open because we know that you guys listening to the show are smart. And because you are interested in learning about these things, you'll be able to figure this out for yourself, pop some things in. That's also why it may be useful, in addition to running your numbers yourself, to use a financial advisor as well, who can kind of point out some of these things. Actually, a KiwiSaver won't be available at this time, your superannuation, all of those kinds of things. But also, Andrew, I know some people are thinking, well, how does this compare to the tool that we use in-house? So let's say somebody's come through built their My Wealth Plan with one of our team at Opus Partners. How does this compare to what we use usually? Oh, it's very similar. Certainly the front end is very, very similar, but there are some small differences. But the main thing is we haven't put the ability to add in properties to close your wealth gap because well, you firstly have to figure out whether or not property is the right investment for you. And then the other thing is you need to figure out whether or not you can buy a property and if so, when you can buy properties in the future. And then you've got to think about what types of properties you want to buy and the sequence that you're going to buy them in, whether or not you're going to focus on growth, where you're going to be buying, and how that's going to affect capital growth. So all of that stuff requires a bit of expertise. We've left that part out for that reason. Yeah, so this tool is going to be really useful to figure out what is the size of your wealth gap. Once you start closing it, you can either come in and use one of our financial advisors or somebody else, or figure that out yourself. But this tool is going to be quite powerful, I think, for a lot of people listening to the show to figure out what the size of their wealth gap actually is. 
And I think it's also going to help people. You know, when they message in and they say, how do I convince my partner to invest invest in property with me? I think this is going to be the best tool because if you can show them, actually, we need to still grow our assets so that we can live comfortably in 15 years' time or achieve our goals, this is going to be the way to do it. Right, links down in the show notes or opuspartners.co.nz slash book. Let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. really does help us get the message out to more people. And Tay, if you've figured out through this that you've got a wealth gap that you want to help close, then easy fix for this. Whip out your phone, send us a text. Text the word PLAN to 5522. We'll give you a buzz, see if a portfolio planning session is the right fit for you. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Eva Knight. I'm going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of New Zealand.